Welcome to Safe House Podcast. My name is Sajess Naomi. For those of you guys who do not know me, and today I'm here to share with you guys a testimony as well as um, introduce to you guys the topic of discussion, which is about how to know where God has called you and the importance of saying yes to Jesus when he calls you. So I'm just going to start off with my testimony, um, short testimony. So I've always been a Christian. I remember I shared this video, like a little bit of my testimony in 2020 on my YouTube and I completely deleted it because, um, yeah, I wasn't ready. I, I genuinely wasn't ready. I was at a place where God was preparing me, but I was not ready. So I've always been a Christian my whole life. I grew up in a Christian family, um, brought up in the ways of God, but I was always somebody that I didn't want to choose Christianity just because it was presented to me without having understanding of what it was that I was actually doing. So growing up, I'd ask a lot of questions that sometimes I didn't really get the answer to. So which kind of like hindered me wanting to fully follow the Christian faith. So I think it was like when I was probably about 17 or something years old and um, I just remember, you know, like considering different options, belief options. Like I had always known that God was real, but it was like there was a lot of things that didn't make sense. And um, I wanted to kind of like find my way um, in God and just kind of like having that de desire to know more of God. But um, some of the things I was seeing around me was discouraging me, the, discouraging me. The church that I went to was discouraging me. The men and women of God around me were discouraging me. It was really giving, it was really giving me a bad um, image of what it meant to be a Christian. So, sorry guys, this is going in and out of focus. It really gave me a bad image of what it meant to be a Christian. So I remember um, telling myself, you know what, before I convert and go and look at different options, I want to know if this Jesus guy is real. So that's kind of like when um, I started reading my Bible more and I started to understand like, okay, this thing sounds, seems a lot more true than um, what I think it is. So I remained a Christian. And even though I wasn't like serious in my faith and whatnot at the time, like I, I began to have like a belief in God that didn't come from just based off of like what I was seeing and what I had been exposed to growing up like I wanted to know God for myself and um, yeah I still continued in my ways and um, living life how I wanted to ultimately live it without really having the guidance of God I wouldn't really say that I was um, a child who was um, let's say like I don't know, like, I don't feel like I had very many, like, I don't have a crazy um, story, like, how I was in a world, and I was, obviously, I was living in the way of the world, but, like, it wasn't crazy, like, I've always been someone who's quite reserved, and to myself, I haven't really been, like, um, you know, uh, someone who is, like, into partying, drinking, drugs, da-da-da, obviously, I've dabbled, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've dabbled, but like it wasn't crazy, like it wasn't addiction type of like 
worldly was pick it up and leave it like there's it, I was never like bound to that lifestyle like I never really had a desire um I remember even living by myself like at a young age like I was calm I was a homebody like I was in my house like it's be work college home so there was never really anything that um like I don't have a crazy story in that sense um so it wasn't like oh, okay I was living for the world da, 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 da. Like, I just did not have a relationship with Jesus so even in what I felt like was good compared to um what other people were doing in God's eyes it still was not good in God's eyes it it was I was still living <coughs> I was still living in sin I was still living a life that wasn't pleasing to him so boom fast forward to now um 2018 God gave me um, a vision for the podcast and back then obviously like I did not understand exactly what it was I just remember feeling and knowing that I had a call on my life like I just remember knowing that I have to serve God but I just didn't know how I did I didn't know and obviously God is the one who puts the desires a lot the desires that we have in our hearts in our hearts obviously not the bad desires, but a lot of the things that we think that, oh my God, like this is just something that I'm really into, or this is something that I'm really interested in. A lot of the times, these are the things that come from God. And the more that you grow in your relationship with God, the more clearer you'll be able to hear him, if that makes sense. So starting a podcast literally just came as a desire. You know, I don't even remember where it came from. And um, yeah, I started it and I started it with no direction. I just knew that, okay, I want to do this for you, Jesus. Like, I want to do this for you. Now, had I known, um, you know, if, had I known back then the way that I know, I know now, I would have 100% done things differently, but I didn't know any better. So I just went with my thoughts. I just went with my guts. I just went and did things as I thought to do it. And yeah, it didn't go very well. And I just remember getting to a point where I was like really frustrated with the direction that the podcast was going in. And I just cut all ties with my friend at the time very abruptly and in a not a nice way, um, if I'm being 100% honest with you. The me today, I definitely wouldn't handle things like that. But I was just like, my spirit just felt very grieved. Like, even though like I didn't fully understand what it is that God wanted me to do at the time, I just knew that what I was doing and what we was doing on that podcast wasn't it so cut it off now fast forward to um 2019 I'm in a place um where like I have a lot going on in my life and life just brought me on my knees and I was just seeking God and I remember just asking God like this test this part of my testimony I'll share like I different time because I feel like if I share it you'll probably want to know more in depth but I just went through like something that brought me on my knees and I was just asking God like <coughs> sorry guys I was just asking God like what is it that you want from me like what am I supposed to do like I remember just feeling lost and just wanting direction and for the first time in my life I wanted to know what God wanted me to do I didn't just go off of the inkling that I had about what he wanted me to do, but I actually went forward. I went before him and I asked him and it didn't take God long. I remember that week I was fasting and I was praying and I was just asking God 
and then he revealed himself to me um, in a dream and he revealed to me he came to me in the form of T.D. Jakes which was a man of God that at that time um, I used to watch heavily at the very start of my Christian journey like T.D. Jakes was my guy and um, I thank God for his ministry because you know sometimes when we do things not to deviate too much you know like we think that we're just doing it for us or like we think that it's not significant because it doesn't make sense to who we are right now and we criticize other people or we might criticize what someone else is doing but God has sent you to a specific for a specific assignment for specific people so even though it might not make sense to someone else and as long as you're being obedient to God trust me what what you the things that you do for God are not in vain the things that that man did for God was not in vain because it really impacted my walk with God at the time so yeah I thank God for his ministry 100% so um basically um after he had appeared to me and he told me who I was and he told me um a part of like my call and my assignment now I didn't even after that like I didn't really like fully understand it if I'm being um 100% honest with you guys I was just like oh cool that sounds exciting like I had always like um had that heart anyways for what God was asking me to do so it was like it made sense it made sense why I was built the way that I was built it made sense um you know why God said what he said to me um to 2020 I uh, like from not from uh, sorry guys <laughs> so from like 2019 late 2019 I'm proper seeking God just before COVID hits and then yeah I like I just get to a place of like isolation when I'm isolated and it's just me and God and I'm seeking him and I'm fasting literally like fasting and I'm at a place where I'm having like encounters with God and it's just a beautiful time in the presence of God like just literally it was beautiful and um, I was having so many encounters with with God and um, yeah like um, I was just learning more about him and God was just becoming so much more realer to me and um, I'll just share like a small encounter that I had um, this was my first encounter with the Holy Spirit and um, it's weird because prior to that you think that as a Christian that most people would have like a relationship with the Holy Spirit but they don't so I remember one time I was fasting I was in my house I was fasting and I was reading um, a book from Benny Hinn called Good Morning Holy Spirit and um, I was just starting to learn about the Holy Spirit like I had like this desire to like know him and to know him more and to just like just to know more about him because um, yeah, like, I just wanted to know more about the Holy Spirit, but I know that this wasn't just a desire that I had, but it was something that God had put inside of me, because he wanted me to have a deeper relationship with him, so anyways, long story short, I was in my house, I'm reading this book, and just very childlike, I got to the part where Benny Hinn, um, was talking about how he, um, you know, he gets to a part where he speaks about, like, welcoming the, the Holy Spirit, and how, easy it is and I thought oh okay bet like I'm gonna just speak to the Holy Spirit and ask him to come and I didn't think he was going to come I really didn't think he was going to come but I did it just as a child and I asked him to come and he came and I was in my living room and the Holy Spirit came 
in the form of a light. So this isn't to say that the Holy Spirit is a light. That's just the form that he came in. The Holy Spirit is a, is a person. He's a spiritual person. But he came to me in the form of a light. So he shone his light in the living room. And I can't make this encounter up. Like, I wouldn't come on here and lie about an encounter that I had with the Holy Spirit. So he came to me in the form of a light. And I remember um, laying on my um sofa and I was scared so I turned my back to him and obviously I wouldn't do that anymore but I was just scared because I, I this was the first time that I um like the first real supernatural experience that I really had um with the presence of God like I didn't know that he was that real even like as you know back then I was praying and stuff but I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was real like that he came into my living room and I hid and I turned my back and I was just like raw and the the way that I can describe it is like when um Jesus appeared to Paul in the form of a, a blinding light like my whole living room was lit up bright and he appeared to me and um yeah so that was the encounter that I had and yeah, like after that encounter, my love and my confidence for God grew. My love and my confidence for God grew so much. But something that I know from that encounter to today um, that I understand is that even though you can have encounters with God, like if you don't, if you don't mature in the things of God and you don't have an understanding of God, the ways of God, it's really difficult for an encounter to change you like you really have to know who God is you really have to dive deeper into your relationship with God like seeking him constantly and you really have to live a life of purity a life of sanctification you really have to like die to yourself um in order for you to really truly be changed and transformed but it was a process like before I got to that place it was a process like God was just revealing himself to me prior to that like I was very much lukewarm like I was living a life where you know let's say for example <coughs> you have sex outside of marriage you know that it's wrong and you can be like oh my god I'm so sorry god like I was always very sensitive to god like I always had that love love for him what I thought was love at the time for god that when you know even when I would sin I wouldn't sin with like joy you know, like I would feel so burdened and I would cry and be so disappointed in myself. Like, God, why can I not live for you? Like, why can I not do the things that you're asking me to do? Why can I not please you? Like, why do I always put myself above you? Like I'd be, I'd feel so broken um, in that place in my relationship with God. So it just makes me understand that just because, you know, you're encountering God, if you don't um, know the ways of God it's very difficult for you to you know um, live a life that's pleasing to God do you get what I'm saying I hope that makes sense so yeah that's where I was and I, I thought that I loved God I thought that you know those feelings and those emotions that I had meant that I loved God but the thing that we have to understand as human beings is you can't love God from your soul you can't love God from your feelings you can't love him from your emotions you can't love him from your flesh so a lot of my love for God came in 
like the emotions that I had, like let's say you're worshiping God, you're in tears. Oh my God, Jesus, I love you. I love you. Like it's all well and good, but that does not signify love for God. Crying during worship does not signify love for God. We are emotional beings you know like we can feel things something can tug on our heartstring but unless the spirit of god is involved you cannot even love god by yourself um so yeah like i was loving god from my soul i was loving him from the solical level and that's not how you love god because the word of god says if you love me obey my commands so i was living in disobedience even at that time when you know i was having encounters with god you know and, you know, I was loving him. I still slipped up. I still, you know, would sin. I, I still, you know, not even like, um, not because I wanted to, but because I didn't have the understanding. Like one of the things I feel like a lot of Christians struggle with is sex before marriage. And um, they struggle with it is because they don't understand why they're doing it or like why it's so important to God. And just going back to like earlier on in um, like my earlier walk with earlier on in my walk with God like growing up in the church and everything sex before marriage was a thing that was said to kind of like scare you from living promiscuously or you know so that you would look good and proper but they didn't teach it in the way of like the sacrifice that God has made for us and now what we're doing for God and why it's so important and like the spiritual aspect of us of us living in purity and keeping our body holy and presenting our body as a living sacrifice before God it was a lot a lot of the time it was based on fear so when you teach someone something based off of fear at the end of the day if so, an auntie from church is coming to me and trying to shame me um on this thing I'll just be like who are you like I'm in a relationship my relationship is working you told me that if I have sex outside of marriage like this guy won't want to be with me no more you're a liar like you need it needs to be something more than just scaring people into submission to God God doesn't even force submission upon us he presents to us you know life and death so um it wasn't until 2021 that I understood this believe it or not that I understood like what it really meant and I understood that because um when Apostle Aramo came to the United Kingdom and he first came down here well he wasn't his first um coming to the United Kingdom but he was first coming to Birmingham and um he I had the opportunity to sit down with him and he really spoke to me um I felt like the woman at the well when Jesus came and he told her about all the things that she's been doing, Apostle Arame came to me and he told me, you broke your covenant with God. And I was just thinking to myself, covenant with God, covenant with God. And I was like, oh my God, I have broken my covenant with God. And I was in tears I felt so sad and I felt like I had disappointed God but he didn't make me feel ashamed I was still having sex outside of marriage and he didn't make me feel ashamed about the way that I was living do you know it was kind of like in the bible when Jesus would speak to a sinner and then it'd be like go and sin no more and I really felt convicted and I was like you know what Jesus for you I will do it for you I will do it so um yeah, we had that conversation and then it brought me back to in 2020 when, you know, I was getting to a place where I was walking right with God, well, trying to walk right with God according to the knowledge that I had at the time. And I said to God, because that was something that, 
even when I didn't know God the way that I then began to know him, I had always wanted to live a life of purity because I, 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 I didn't have the understanding, but I just knew that this was an expectation that God had of me and I was never able to meet it. So when I started growing in my walk with God, that was something that I wanted to nail and to get right with God. So um, I remember that I had broken it and I was I was upset. And then when he told me that, I was like, wow, God, like I, I rededicated myself to him and I just put my life back right. And um, yeah, God has given me the grace to be able to do it. So um, it's possible. <laughs> it's really possible. So, um, yeah, anyways, moving forward from that that had really been like the changing the turning point to my relationship with God and in that at that time in 2021 when he um he had come down like the, I just experienced like personal revival um in my own walk in my in my own relationship with God like there was a huge revival like the revival had started in 2020 but I just didn't know the ways of God I just didn't know how to navigate it like there was a fire but that fire didn't know how to be tamed or how to be managed so it was easy to be deceived by the enemy a lot of the times and um, this is why it's so important to have good leaders and mentors around you people who will show you the ways of God um, as Apostle Arame has shown me the ways of God and I just thank God for his ministry and his teachings and him just being sound in his doctrine and in all of that and even Apostle Joshua Salmon like these are the men of God that I watch and I listen to and I genuinely genuinely honor because um, their ministry has literally changed and transformed my walk with God like no cap and and not just listening to them in passing but listening and applying the lessons that these men teach because you know like when you see men who they don't just teach but they live what they teach you know that just is an indication that you know God isn't the one to be played with like he's not the one to be played with so I was really grateful for that so fast forward just experiencing personal revival in my relationship with God and um yeah and there was a group of us, we went to the conference and, you know, I was receiving prophecies and all of that. And even though I was receiving prophecies and I had known, so this is now um, going into the part of like, where I'll be speaking to you guys about um, <coughs> um, after the first revelation, the, the first time God revealed himself to me and told me like where I would, <coughs> what to do, like the first part of my assignment I still didn't have like a full understanding of how God wanted me to serve him. So even after experiencing personal revival, I just still felt a little bit lost because it seemed as though everyone around me kind of like found their calling and kind of like found where God wanted them to be. And serving God doesn't necessarily mean like ministry or being on a pulpit. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's like knowing where God wants you in life and the assignment that he has over your life, you know, because like I said, you know, in the book of Jeremiah 1, 5, it says, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you, before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto nations. So 
God already has like an assignment for us. Like he knew who would, would, he knew who we would be before we even became who we are today. So even when God looks at us today, even when we don't know who we are, God already sees us as the finished product. He's just waiting for us to align. So back to that, to what I was saying, I was experiencing personal revival in my life but I still felt so burdened like I remember just feeling like a heaviness and a a sadness even in a moment of like revival because I still didn't know what God wanted me to do and I didn't know now today I can speak like this because I have the understanding of why it is that I didn't know is because I wasn't fully open to serving God at the time and one thing that you have to understand when it comes to serving God is um, God will only reveal to you based off of like the disposition of your heart and your heart's posture. So God can come to you today. And the reason why he uses prophets, apostles, ministers, people like he will use like any form to try to come to try to get to you and communicate to you is because a lot of the time when God, for example, when he first came to me and he revealed himself to me and told me, this is who you are. I was like, cool, yeah, but I didn't know that meant service to him. Do you know what I'm saying? So there was only so much that God would um, reveal to me, like concerning like my call, because my heart was not open to it. So even whilst I was experiencing revival, like I still didn't receive direction. Like God spoke in prophecies and he revealed to me like, um, what it is that he wanted to do and stuff like that of that nature but like I didn't have details as to what those things were so I felt um discouraged um in in my pursuit a little bit because it's like okay everyone around me seems to know like what God wants to do for them God you're telling me that this is what you're going to do but how like I couldn't even begin to imagine like how the pro like how I would even get there like how does God say that this is who you are but then he doesn't reveal to me like what to do next but I didn't know that it was because of my heart at the time now I know so yeah um that was the place that I was at um in that so God already knew who I was going to be he had already ordained me he he already had a place for me I didn't have to go out in the world seeking for my value and my purpose because all of that can be found in Christ everything that who you're supposed to be God has already got a purpose and a plan for you and he already like he even knows who you will marry like he even knows the amount of children that you will have he knows the end from the beginning so a lot of the times the reason why people miss it is because they don't ask him or they or even when God will reveal something they have no interest in God's agenda they have no interest in God's plans because they have their own plans they think that the the things that they have for themselves is greater than the things that God has for them so they'll go about themselves and you know create like a five-year plan 10 years not that it's bad but it's bad if you're doing that without God because many other plans of man, many other plans in a man's heart but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail God's purpose is strong against ours and I wrote a whole blog post on that on my blog because there's no point especially as a believer if you have an inkling, you have a feeling that you know where God has called you and you're just continuing in your ways because, you know, the thing is with God, you know, he'll let you continue in your ignorance because 
God will always pursue you. So when you will finally get to that point where, you know, now you're at a place like, yes, Lord, I'm here for you. Let me do your will. He's going to say, oh, okay. So you want to walk with me, drop this, drop that and follow me. It's a lot more painful. Like look at the story of Abraham in the Bible when God told him to leave all that he knew and to go into a land that he didn't even know about. But God had a plan for Abraham. So it just goes to show you, you cannot go where God is taking you with baggage from your past and baggage from, because God, he doesn't work like that. He does not work like that. So you're better off going before God and seeking God and finding out where he wants you and then build a plan from that. Build a plan from what God will tell you. Don't build a plan from yourself because you'll only hurt yourself because you'll have a lot more to let go of and a lot more baggage to throw away. And it's going to be a lot, a, a longer process that more than it was actually supposed to be because, you know, like you, you thought that you was the master of your own life and to to be with God is literally forsaking yourself, forsaking all that you know for his will. So everything that you're doing without God, I can almost guarantee you that God will out. When you get to that place, the more that you behold him, the more that of yourself that he will tell you to drop and to let go. You won't be able to take all of that with you. You won't be able to. So yeah, submit yourself to God, guys. So, yeah, so that's kind of like what happened. I was at a place where, you know, I was just like, oh, God, like I just felt so lost. But God was taking me through a process. So despite the fact that I didn't know where God wanted um, where God wanted me exactly, I still continued in my pursuit for God. I still continued in my seeking God. And um, yeah, there was just deliverances that happened. And in that time, God delivered me from depression, which is like a testimony for another day. Like, I promise you, God is so real. And when I share this this testimony with you guys in the coming weeks or so, you will, you, you'll, you'll just see the God that I serve. Like, he's such a wonderful, such a merciful God. And um, yeah, guys, so... In that time, like there was, uh, there was a lot that God was just pruning me and taking away from me and teaching me, and I was just seeking Him, and uh, my heart just became more and more open to Him. Like I just fully gave myself to the things of God, and God showed me mercy in that space. Like He really showed me mercy because, he, and He changed my heart as well. And then I remember um, twenty twenty two getting to a point 20 yeah yeah I think it was end of 2021 2022 getting to a point where I was like yes God like I, I'm I, I think I'm ready I still wasn't ready I wasn't ready but I was getting my heart was becoming more open to God's will and um I started to see so much transformation and change in myself that I was just like wow God you really did that like the things that I struggled with before became easy talk back to the point of what I was making about not knowing where like um god um the direction of where god wanted me to be a lot of the times i feel like what hinders us from truly accepting the will of god is ourself like we are so full of ourselves that we can stop god from doing what he wants to do because like i was saying having our own plan having our own agenda like i was always somebody who was very I always had a plan. I always had a plan. And even though my, even though like a lot of my plans would fail, I'll have another plan. 
this plan fails, I have another plan. I would not get tired of it because I was so dis determined to see my plans come to pass that no matter what came at me, best believe in three day time, I'll have another plan and I'll pick up from it. And I, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care. Like, that's just how I was because that's just how I was raised. I was raised to have my own back. So when Jesus came to me and now he's telling me, rely on me, depend on me, da, 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 this is and that. And it's like, yo, like have Jesus. Well, I thought that I had been doing this without him the majority of my life. But lo and behold, it was actually, he was there the whole time. It was by his mercies that I was still there. So it was very difficult even following God to a certain extent because I was just so full of myself and I feel like that's what hinders us. So even when God is delivering you, he still has to chip away of, he still has to chip you or like chip you away from, I don't even know how to put this into, into the best words, but he still has to like, how can I say it? Um, prune prune is probably the best way to to put it because at the end of the day like we are supposed to be transformed into his likeness so this is in second corinthians three eighteen. it says um new living trans translation so all of us who have been who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the lord so it's like the closer that you get to jesus the more that he reveals he reveals his glory and the more that we can reflect his glory as well and he said and the lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him and as we are changed into his glorious image so when you first come before God you are full of you you are full of your ideas you are full of your own experiences you are full of yourself I was full of myself hence why like it was so hard to even say yes to God because I was looking at it from my perspective like God how do you even want me to serve you like I don't I don't even I don't even like these title things like I don't I don't look like some of the people in the church I don't behave like them I don't like church culture even till this day I'll say it boldly I don't like church culture because church culture can be so so toxic that I don't like it I remember going into churches yeah looking nice and uh, I'll have girls in church just because they're not wearing makeup and they have like a head tie and you know they're all like natural this natural that that you're coming to church and it's like you don't have a relationship with Jesus or like God can't love you because you look good so there was just a lot of things that disgusted me I just didn't feel like I fit in like I just never fitted in in the whole church things and there was just so many things that um that I would see that I'd want to call out and I'm not able to call out. So I'm like, I'd rather not be involved if this is how church would be. Till now, I'm not gonna lie to you, I still don't like church culture. Like if I was to ever be like, a, to have my own church or something, and I'm always praying to God, like, please Lord, do not allow this to be my portion and my lot in Jesus name, because I swear I would be a dictator because some of the things, I'm just saying this jokingly, by the way, but not not joking at the same time joking but not joking because there's just some of the things that I've seen in churches this is just a complete conversation for another day that for me is just straight off like nah like some of the ways that like 
uh, some of the things that I've experienced myself, some of the testimonies that I've heard from friends that they've experienced, like just people who, you know, are in a hurry to do God's work, but haven't gone through the process and the training that is necessary to lead God's people in the right way. So a lot of the time people are getting church hurt and they're staying out of the church because people, the, the ones who are in the position of leadership, are not going through the right process and are still full of themselves yet are in service so it's important for God to prune you before you get to a place like of service and leading a people and leading um like a congregation like it's really important for you to go through that removal of like self so <clears throat> yeah so back then I didn't have um I didn't know the place that God had called me and like where he wanted me to be example that topic of self that I will come here and I'm going to share and I'm going to share it in details because um it's something that I don't feel like I can just talk about in passing but if there's anything that hindered my um walk with God was myself and um I will speak about that in depth because it's something that deserves to be um fully addressed um so that people can actually have like a good understanding of like what it is and how it can present itself and like what it actually is but just in brief basically self the way that God has created us as human beings, he created us, um, he created us with a body, he created us with a soul, he created us with a spirit. So now our self is like our will, our emotion, our intellect, that's our soul, yeah? And a person can fully operate in their soul and not operate in their spirit. So obviously as a believer, we are supposed to be spirit led. We are supposed to be led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God, once you give yourself to Christ, he lives within us. So we are. that's how we are supposed to live our life. We're supposed to be driven by the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be, but many believers, even though they're born again and they have the spirit of God within them, still can choose to operate in their soul so when a person is operating in their soul they're operating outside of the spirit of God so you can find yourself still praying still speaking in tongues still going to church but you're very much a carnal Christian so as a carnal Christian there's only so much that God can do with you there's only so much that you can even receive from God because you're very much full of yourself so that's what God has to take away in order for him for his will and his purposes to actually be achieved in our lives so that's what I mean when I said that I was full of myself because on the plane of self on a a believer operates in that realm of your soul the enemy takes advantage of that because you're not submitting yourself to God and if you're not submitting yourself to God whether you realize it or not you're submitting yourself to the will of Satan and he will ride upon that because you're not giving you're not truly giving God the opportunity the opportunity to be able to move in the way that you know, he wants to move. So when a believer is living in that realm of self, God can tell you, I want you to do this. You probably have heard from God, but you're going to doubt it and you're going to question it. You know, like a spiritual Christian is a type of Christian when God speaks to you, you don't even, you, you obey before you even ask the question. The immediate thing is yes, Lord, because you know the voice of God and you know who has spoken to you and you know who has called you. And that's how God begins to make things more clear to you when you're when you live your life um 
in the spirit. So before a, a believer that lives in the flesh, that lives in the realm of their soul, that operates from that soul, God will come to them and tell them to do this. Ah, oh, but why? Why do I have to do this? Can't I do something else? They'll negotiate things with God. They'll try to have their own way above God. They'll tell God to wait. I'll do it when I'm ready. So it's not that God doesn't necessarily speak to them. He'll speak to them, but there's only so much that he will reveal to them because they're still so full of themselves. So that was my problem. That's why I didn't, I wasn't able to receive the directions from God the way in which I wanted. And even though I was crying out to God and I was saying, oh, but I feel so lost. And I didn't know that the problem was within my own self, was in my heart. My heart was not in the right place with God. So I wasn't able to receive from God the way that he even wanted to receive from God, even what he wanted to give to me. So it's as I continue to seek God and, you know, um, continued living a life of like obedience to God, those that self began to get chipped away to the point where like God is chipping away a lot of like who I thought I was, who I thought, what I thought made up like myself, like my personality. And a lot of that was not even anything to do with God. So he's really redefined who I am. And um, yeah, I give him glory for that. But yeah, in essence, that was what was hindering that next step with God in my life so um <clears throat> and because of that the enemy tried to deceive me so I was very fluctuating the and when I get to a place of like where I felt strong in my relationship with God I'll be like yes Lord I'm gonna do this for you yes God I will do that for you and then you know let's let me just receive a little bit of spiritual attack I'm like yeah Jesus you can wait until next year like I'll do this in my own time when I'm ready like there was literally take a back seat and um yeah just put God to the side and deal with my emotions and my feelings and however I felt and however I wanted to do things so yeah that's basically like what that was and that really hindered um my walk with God and my relationship with him um so today um why I choose to say yes to Jesus and why I chose to say yes to Jesus it was after a lot of like um like after God had really changed my heart, I began to understand that serving God is an honor. Saying yes to Jesus is an honor. Seeing example of men and women of God, like, you know, I, I do a lot of reading. Um, so reading has really helped in my walk with God. I think I'll do like a video. I've been saying that I was going to do this. I'll do a video of like all my favorite books that have literally helped me in my journey with God. But yeah, it was just through discovering like, um, you know, like why it's important to serve God and how my life, my purpose is not just tied to me and there's lives and souls that are tied to me. And if I don't say yes to Jesus, there's people who might not receive salvation. And, you know, my life is like, I'm meant to be a witness, um, onto, uh, of Christ onto the world. So if I don't say yes to God, like I will never be truly able to witness for him. I will never to truly be able to have the impact that, you know, and serve his purpose the way that he wants me to serve it. And one of the reasons like why I said yes to Jesus, Apostle Arame, like coming across him and like his ministry and seeing his life, his life and his devotion and his love for God is what you know as what started to change me like just seeing like a good example before me not to say that there wasn't um 
any good examples to towards me but just seeing that man's life and the way that he lives for God and the way that he loves God and the way that he honors God um really changed um my perspective on like what it means to serve God do you know what I'm saying so yeah like fasting and praying and just being in the presence of God and the more that you present yourself to to God like I was reading like in, in second, second Corinthians 3 18 that says but we all with unveiled face in beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his his image from glory to glory just by the spirit of the Lord so it's like as we behold God we are transformed like as we behold him we are transformed so the more that you remain in the presence of God even these things that's why the Bible says come um, come as you are like God asks us to come as we are it doesn't mean that when we come as we are that we're going to remain as we are but if you don't come to begin with there's never you're not giving God the opportunity to change and transform you so it was just by me coming that God himself did the work like it wasn't me you know God just gave me the grace to be able to seek him but it's him that did the work he's the one that changed and transformed my heart like the more that I saw him like he's the one that changed and transformed me so like for example now fast forward to 2023 um when now I received like my assignment and that was such a big exciting moment for me and this happened to me in um oh this is such an amazing testimony and I thank God for that because from when I look back to where I was to where I am now um God really did his thing he really did his thing so there was a there was a um, retreat that I went to called Battle Axe Retreat. And in that retreat, it was um, 12 hours stretch prayer. And it was Lawrence Oil that was leading um, these prayers. And we was there for, I think, three days. So um, I went to this Battle Axe Retreat and I just went there. You know, even before I went there, God began to like reveal to me like a part of my assignment. And it was literally just because of alignment, because I was seeking God. And um, he revealed to me like himself first um, in a dream. And he told me something. I, I'm not going to share the whole, I'm not going to share the the details of like what was given to me, but I will share that the encounters began before the conference. So throughout the conference, I heard God um, very faintly on the first day, like, my soul like my spirit couldn't quite make out what he was saying and this is why I will like prayer is so important because it's like when you're somebody who hears from God or whether you see or hear or whatever your prayer when you pray you become more sensitive and I remember the first day when I first heard this it didn't make sense it almost sounded like somebody saying something to you but like there's no connection to what it is that is being said so it's like okay I heard it but what is that even supposed to mean like cool like yeah what does that mean so it was like cool I heard that and I just continued to pray and I continued to pray and on a second day I heard it and um yeah one day God will allow me to share this testimony in full um but it was just like that through through those prayers through put first of all I allowed I, I aligned myself to God's will by seeking him I put myself in a place where I could hear God which was like going to the retreat going to conferences praying fasting just putting myself in a place where I'm able to hear God 
And you know, there's power in corporate anointing as well. So being in that place where I was praying and we was praying and we was praying for long hours upon hours, I was able to hear, um, to receive something concerning my assignment that I probably wouldn't have received if I had decided to stay home that weekend. And I went there and God spoke to me and he revealed himself to me. And I can actually say that now I know what is that God wants to do and it's a big part of my assignment but like I have that clarity now and um it's important because when I like f from the beginning of this um podcast when I was speaking to you guys and I, I shared the part where I was like 2021 even though I was experiencing personal revival I still did not know my place and I still did not know what it is even though I had received prophecies I still didn't know what that looked like so you can receive prophecies but God will reveal the details to you. He won't reveal the details um, necessarily to um, a prophet. They can tell you like where it is that God has allocated you, but the details of that journey, God will reveal it to you. So it's really important for you to be in alignment with God and to put yourself in a position where you can hear him and he can reveal to you what it is that he wants to reveal to you concerning your life. So yeah, that's my experience. And that's what um, God has taught me. He's taught me a lot. He's still teaching me a lot. And I'm just grateful for the fact that, you know, to even get to a place where like I, I can even say, you know, speak about Jesus unashamed because in this world, like, if you don't have Jesus, you literally have nothing. I don't know about you, but Jesus is my everything. Like I love him with my heart. I worship him with my life. I worship him with the way that I live my life, not just with emotions in my soul, but with my life. Like I've chosen to present myself, to present my life, to present my body as a living sacrifice before him. To I chose to live that way, you know, like it wasn't something that was forced upon me, imposed upon me, but... I understand like why he asked these things of me and I hope that this um, podcast has encouraged someone um, to put yourself in a place where you can seek God and it, and and say yes to him so that he will begin to reveal to you like and you're not just living out here just wasting your life based off of like what what you think and how you think you should be living but you're actually put placing yourself in a position to serve God's purpose, serve God's purposes and live in alignment and live for him and to serve him and honor him with your life. Um, but yeah, guys, I could be, I could go on for ages. Um, but this is the third, the first, first, first episode. And I thank God that I've been able to do this because guys, when I told you, if I even begin to tell you like the spiritual warfare that I've received to even be here to even share this with you guys yo the devil is shook he's shook but we thank god and we give god the glory always thank you guys once again for tuning in to my first ever episode i'm so excited for all the things yeah that god will do on this platform and the lives that he's going to reach through this platform because let me tell you one thing from the beginning of this podcast and how the confirmation that I asked God for if this was really him and this is what something that he wanted me to do. I said, OK, the first time I had a feeling that you wanted me to do to start a podcast. I didn't ask you. I just did it based off of myself. I'm not starting this podcast until you give me a name. And this name, even this name, Safe House 
safe house podcast i'll share the testimony of this but he's the one that gave it to me so i trust that his hand is on this and i trust that he will reach many many of you guys through this podcast and yeah once again thank you guys for tuning in to safe house podcast and i'll see you guys on my next episode bye